Welcome to Machine Learning. It's cold today in Idaho. Um, today we're going to be talking with a psychiatrist about different colors, psychological colors. And uh, it's going to be interesting. I did let him know that you're, that the audience is pretty technical and mostly male, about uh, 25 to 30 years of age. And uh, mostly from America. Not always, but 60% are from other countries, but uh, which is kind of surprising to me that so many different uh, groups are listening to my podcast from all over the world. Um, but uh, it is an international community that we are associated with, and so um, hopefully in the country that you're in that you'll uh, enjoy this podcast. I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, Nicholas will be talking to us, and um, I always enjoy uh, exchanging with him. He's a, he's kind of a tough guy uh, in the sense that he uh, comes across really nice, but he can be really tough at times, too. So uh, hopefully you like that personality, and, uh, and he can tell you some of the reasons why different uh, personalities have certain traits and uh, and uh, those traits uh, um, you can recognize in other people and and, uh, and respond accordingly it's also very interesting to me when I hear personality um, analysis and I look at for example, my kids, when I, I, I look at their different uh, personality analysis types, and then I see their spouses, and what they get their spouse and the and and their, my kids' analysis together, it kind of makes sense why they selected the people they did, and uh, why the, I get along so well with my son-in-laws, and and uh, why my daughters and selected the man that they did. So I find that kind of fascinating. We One time uh, we had a family get together and and uh, we went to the website and we answered some questions about our personality and then it uh, gave us a, a color. And so um, some of this work in personality identification is it's not an absolute science, but there is some interesting traits to our personality that we need to understand, and and we have to deal with it because we have various different people with different types of personalities around us that we need to learn how to interact properly with. Um, so now I started on my machine learning, and I'm into the... Uh, two courses and one in uh, time series pr uh, prediction and the other one is uh, analyzing time series. So they're both time series based. And what is I'm analyzing uh, voice using uh, fast foray transforms. What it does is it can uh, the foray transform can take uh, different wave amplitudes and separate it so you can have a 
shortwave amplitudes and longwave amplitudes, and you can separate those into two, two different groups. Um, and then they, you can also uh, take the, the, the noise and, and, and uh, build a spectral graph or spectral out of it. I'm not sure how, just off topic, but I'm not sure how James Bond Spectral got his name, but the, you know, if it was uh, related to some sort of signal processing that in, the, in this noise that they were able to identify particular patterns. But that's what a, a Spectral does, is it identifies particular patterns in audio. So one of the ideas that uh, one of my colleagues that I've talked to in the past is using your voice as a as a uh, identification because it's so much quicker than you know eye recognition recognition face recognition you, you walk up to a lock and say open and uh, you know what is it about our voice that we can use to identify a unique identity and it has to be one that's uh, not uh, reproducible digitally that there's enough identification that we that the machine can know that that it's not a, uh, a digital copy of the person's voice or a, a digital synthesis of the voice or uh, maybe even a GAN of the voice where it, it learns the person's voice and then someone else speaks into that voice like uh, Mission Impossible and the and the GAN network translates that individual's voice into the voice of another person, almost like a deep fake. It was it'd be a voice fake. I'm sure they exist um, and uh, reasonably accurate, you know. But uh, it would be interesting to see and learn whether or not that technology exists. And my assumption is that it does. So I'll have to go search the internet to see if that's true. This weekend, I did a lot of searching on uh, Trump tweets. I think I talked about that last week. And uh, uh, I was able to use keywords. So I used keywords. And I noticed I started getting a lot of additional comments in the tweets that were from other people that uh, their sentiment was uh, in the zone that I was looking at. So I used a uh, 20 to uh, less than 20 percent, greater than 80 percent, because I wanted to get the strong sentiments to find, you know, statements that he was making that were pretty assertive, and um, and look at that content. Uh, so I was able to do that, and I did notice that there was a lot of words that were conjunctions, and uh, I need to, you know, write a piece of code or import a library. Uh, I tried to import the library. It didn't work right. The pip uh, import didn't work right. So I was a little disappointed with that. But I got to find a, a concatenation library. Um, I, do, I did load Spacey. And I thought that Spacey dealt with concatenations. Uh, but I was searching my notes for that. And I, I wasn't able to identify that. But in the back of my mind, I was thinking that Spacey, which is a natural language processing uh, parser, did handle concatenation well anyway so uh, 
not finding that. I, I just did my uh, string replace for the concatenations that were kind of common. Uh, and, and what I need to do is just search through all the content and look for, break everything into words and then uh, look for words that had apostrophe in it and then deal with those directly and so that it would the, the strings would come out nice so basically the process is is uh, I did uh, a um, uh, I, 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 t I took the the string converted it into a list of words uh, made sure the list of words were in the list of words that I was look searching for and uh, and uh, then also have certain words that I wanted to exclude where I didn't uh, if they if the word was in my exclusion like uh, say like the word vote or uh, time to get tough or something like that you know I, I didn't want to get too much propaganda or too much uh, external comments in this in the extraction I was looking at so I tried to remove those out and then what I was left with is uh, my sentiment, I read it through a sentiment and analyzer, and I got the subject uh, level, so whether you're speaking factually or subjectively, and whether it was positive or negative, and so I wanted to look at the sentiments that were polarized uh, more negatively or uh, more positively, as he was asserting, then I put and plotted the sentiment analysis out on a, on a uh, plot chart, and then I took the sentences um, that I found and I wanted to see if I could find similarities. So using a cosine function and a cumulative cosine function, uh, I was able to get some sentences that were similar. And so I grouped similar sentences together. Now what I want to do is I want to actually use uh, the vectorized words to do a search. So I want to be able to quickly search the sentences for matches and um, I also want to extract using probably some distance equation and a cosine function uh, some level of word groupings and so then I can get a more of a summary of what the content is by word grouping and then pull sentences that are in that grouping uh, together. And so now I can have it nicely organized, Trump's tweets, by groupings or categories, uh, almost like they're what they're doing with the Wikipedia, where they're taking the content of Wikipedia and, uh, and finding out what the content is and then extracting out categories. So when people are looking by keyword, maybe at a high level, uh, category word, not a maybe a specific low-level uh, detail word of bags type of search with a vectorized match based on distance uh, they they could get groupings or recommendations and I actually read it through my recommendation so I took a sentence and ran it through a recommendation to see if it could find similarities and my algorithm uh, that worked for my N MF search engine uh, for some reason didn't work properly so I was like huh. so I'd used another section of code that uh, um, 
was able to find similar sentences and it seemed to work pretty good and I, I set that threshold to about 20% so I got something back. Some of the content comes back and you can kind of see why it came back because there were some words in the original sentence that uh, like maybe they said talked about growth and all of a sudden you see growth and GDP shot back or you know it wasn't it needed to have um, I think I needed to do some end graphs so that I got more relevant search content coming back because some of the search content came back and said it was kind of off topic it did have something about growth but it wasn't related to uh, maybe growth in national debt and I got growth in the economy coming back and so it's like uh, yeah I'm not wasn't too happy with that so I need to figure out the n-grams improve my searchability based on using n-gram and then also do vector searching and then categorization so those are the two things that I'm focusing on on that project and I'm taking my data projects, uh, my data science courses, and I got until February to get that done. So I'm really busy in the data science area and uh, working on my second certificate there and uh, and uh, looking at a lot of content. And it's, it's uh, I need to get uh, Python. I need to get more programming in Python in the modules. And uh, so I get feeling more confident in that realm and uh, making my code more organizable and easier to find because now I'm getting a bigger code base, I wanna start reusing some of this functionality that I've learned and, uh, and uh, applying it to, to gaining understanding about the data. Because that's what you really wanna do is start making predictions as soon as possible and then, uh, and then having ways to test those observations in the data and and then measuring the accuracy of those predictions and those classifications and uh, and so there's a lot of thought that's having to go into this uh, it's not just extraction but you're you're actually looking for observable behavior so this is something that um, I think will be helpful in terms of the realm of the data science courses and again that'll that'll finish up probably somewhere february and march so uh, if you're following along with me hopefully you enjoy those discussions as we uh, march along in that direction and uh, get signed up in data camp i think you get a month of free uh, subscription take as many courses as you can and then uh, start learning python because you know, I don't think you really need to learn R. I'm, I'm not convinced that you need to learn R. You can do everything in R, uh, Python that you can do in R. So just learn Python.